Hey everyone and welcome to this sponsored podcast recorded at the inaugural RuxCon Breakpoint Security Conference in Melbourne last week. My name is Patrick Gray. All of our coverage of the Breakpoint Security Conference was made possible by our sponsor, Packet Loop. Packet Loop is a new Australian business that applies big data analysis techniques to your packet captures. You can visualise your captures, uh, drill down into them and uh, even spot successful zero-day attacks against your organisation after the event. Uh, that's a simple trick, really, that one. They just loop your packet captures through IPSs after the fact. Uh, and, you know, when there's a signature update, they loop them through again, hence the name Packet Loop. So you might find out that one of your machines was owned, you know, three months ago, which is better than never finding out that your machine was owned three months ago. Now, you can sign up for a beta at packetloop.com, and I suggest you do. Uh, so think of this stuff as like NetWitness in the cloud. So for this interview, I caught up with PacketLoop co-founder Michael Baker to discuss his presentation uh, at the upcoming RuxCon conference, which was, uh, and this presentation was all about big data security analytics. So I started off by asking him roughly what he planned to talk about. Enjoy. Well, the title of the, of the talk is um, Finding Needles in Haystacks the Size of Countries. And I suppose if, um, well, like I was, faced with some big data sets that I needed to analyse, um, how would I start to use big data tool tooling to kind of go through these data sets and, I suppose, find outliers, find anomalies, etc. So the whole premise of the talk is that data is exploding. Um, there's more and more data going through networks. There's more and more attacks. There's more and more of everything. Um, how are we going to scale these kind of infrastructures to be able to analyse and find threats, find attackers, and uh, and pull that information? It's always amazed me just, you know, over the last 10 years, just watching how noisy networks have become. So much noise. I mean, is that a part of the problem? Well, I think we've dealt with noise by tuning it out. So one of the things that big data allows you to do is to bring all of that information back into into your normal analysis. So the way that we've been trained as firewall administrators or you know IPS administrators is to um, not log noisy rules and to tune out IPS events um, that, that create too much activity. So, but, but does that create opportunities for attackers who can sort of hide and, and, and appear as noise? I mean, that's, that's got to be part of it, surely. Absolutely. I, I believe that you're missing out on a lot of the reconnaissance and their preparation phase by tuning a lot of this out. And it might be just that one identifier, that one mistake that they make that you'd like to see but you can never see because um, we're using this what, what I call blink and you miss it technology so if you if you weren't logging or weren't set up to log or miss the log it's gone and um, and that's it yeah well I mean this is something that I've long found interesting I did an interview with some of the Sourcefire guys uh, god it would have been a couple of years ago about some of their near real-time detection I mean what, what you're kind of talking about is an approach that's used in sort of real-time detection like SEAM and you know and IDS and IPS and stuff like that but looking at it after the event. I mean, how much of an edge does it actually give you to look at things after the event? Well, I kind of think we have to go um, forwards in some respects to eventually answer the problem. So at the moment, I think we've got the preoccupation with prevention and I think we've got a preoccupation with real time. So we have to stop these events. We have to stop them straight away. And the whole premise of zero day is that you can't stop these events. You never would anyway. So we're so far geared to, to prevent and we're so far geared... To, to preventing the unpreventable. To prevent the unpreventable. You, you think about all this money that we spend... Um, and, you know, if we're going to be defeated anyway, shouldn't we at least um, apportion some of our time, money and effort to detection, to finding out? And I suppose what I'm saying is 
it's relatively inexpensive to uh, store traffic, relatively inexpensive to process the traffic. And I really, um, really see that analytics or going back through all this traffic again um, has lots and lots of benefits. Now, when we're talking about it's done after the fact, after the fact could be 15 minutes, after the fact could be five minutes. But bringing that kind of answer full circle, I think this technology um, will take us to batch processing after the effect but then bring us back to real time. I think we'll go through this kind of big data experience. And, and then use it to tune your real time stuff. There you go. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So that's where I really see the future of big data security analytics or what we're working on at the moment is that we'll use all of these features and information to train classifiers um, that will eventually be used in real time. So give me an example of something that you can spot with big data analysis that you might miss with an IPS or SIEM. Uh, well, some good examples straight away is protocol classification. Um, so, you know, classic scenarios where you've got traffic hiding as other traffic and um, I may get time to demo, um, I may not in the talk on, on Sunday, but one of the things we do is we look at things like um, Metasploit's Meterpreter and um, we run an exploit over DNS, we run an exploit over HTTP and we run an exploit over HTTPS and then we see, well, how different is Meterpreter compared to what we would normally expect on DNS, on HTTP, on HTTPS. And when you use things like classification, it stands out like the, you know... You know like, like the dog's proverbials, yes. I think. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but, but, you know, syntactically, they're not correct. The way that their packets are sized, the delay between the packets, um, it's totally abnormal. So, but, but why isn't that something that we can spot with an IPS? Is it because there's so much variation in each network's sort of the use of these protocols? Or? I don't think so. I just think IPS went down this signature trait um, and, you know, we were all kind of befuddled with signature and heuristics and, and things like that. There are some really, really good academic papers on, um, on classification and machine learning and you started to see that in uh, the Chaos Computer Conference. Um, I forget the guy, but um, he spoke about... Um, uh, size of packets and interpacket delay on Skype to detect, um, you know, detect, detect speech across Skype. And no, I remember that, and I think we had Paul Darklin on the show saying, you know, what is it? The phrase that might be picked up is, "My hovercraft is full of eels." Yeah, I, I think he used the one, "The bombers on the bus," which I, which was, you know, is a bit, well, maybe a bit controversial, but, but certainly when you've got lots and lots of data to analyse, I, I, again, I think because we've been so prevention focused. And signature technology is so pervasive, I think we've kind of not taken the advantage of, of, of what's been sitting there in front of us. Well, I suppose another advantage too is you really are looking across layers, and that's, that's something that's been quite useful uh, in the case of companies like NetWitness, because, you know, really looking at the whole shebang, looking at the whole packet, instead of a lot of these IPS devices which try to sort of unpick each protocol, it must know each protocol and unpick it and then analyse it at that level. And I guess it is a bit different when you're dealing with packet captures. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, some of the things that you can get out of full packet capture, you just can't get out of a digest of the incident. So the way I normally talk about firewalls, IPS, is that they do something and they give you a digest, which is a tiny, tiny little bit of entropy about the original incident. What we're able to do is go back through that incident in full fidelity. So, you know, if I all of a sudden want to know where the person was located, um, what user agent they have ever used or whether they've used multiple user agents against me, how often have they queried DNS but never connected to a DNS resource um, that they've queried, you know, I can look at their operating system through passive operating system detection. So I suppose what we're trying to do is give as much context to the analyst, um, and in this case the analyst is everyone, rather than... I kind of see... Um, SEM technology is like it's this vault that we have to put all of our digests in and maybe one day when we're when we're pwned we go back to that and try and unlock and try and understand I just think that by that time 
everything's gone. You know, it's all evaporated. So are you advocating that uh, people should... I mean, you know, you say storage is cheap and processing is cheap. Are you advocating that people should store all of their all of their, um, you know, packet captures from in and out at the gateway? or Definitely, and I, and I think they should store for a period of time. It's easier than logging when you think about it, right? It is, and um, we've got this perfect little binary container called a PCAP that we've had for... 30 years and um, and we've done some really good things with it and you, you look at the guys um, who have really kind of pioneered that network security monitoring there's some really awesome things you can do the problem is those tools just can't scale and I suppose it wasn't really until big data came along with their big data tool sets that allowed us to really solve this problem which is you know the ability to process analyze and um, and present that to a user yeah now I know you guys are in a beta stage at the moment you've got a few you know large enterprises that are that you're actually working with on this stuff what's the coolest thing that you found what is the cool was it a matter of tuning something that was going wrong on the network was it a matter of dis- detecting some sort of compromise that had that had previously been unseen I mean what what's been the biggest this is awesome moment for you guys. I think I think certainly finding zero days um, has been the most important thing to us so far. And you mean a post incident when a detection signature has popped up, you've run it back and gone, uh huh. That's right. So we we periodically replay um, a number of data sets through um, four IPS, and being able to look at as their signatures update, what was actually someone using something under the covers um, that uh, that we weren't able to detect at the time, and then I suppose as soon as I've got that, pivoting off that information, who were they? What country were they from? Were they obfuscating themselves through Tor? Um, were they modifying their user agents? Why, why don't people just block all known Tor exit nodes at the gateway? I, I've never understood. Uh, well, I think Tor can be used for good and bad. Yeah, but if you're the Commonwealth Bank of Australia or National Australia Bank, do you really need Tor exit nodes connecting to your network? You know, It's funny. I think if you're trying to um, connect to the anonymous IRC chat servers behind a Tor address, they block you. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, the, the bank you know, aren't actively blocking. Funnily enough, in a lot of the analysis we did as well, we never found an attacker from a Tor node. I know that sounds really crazy, but too slow. They just use their own proxies, man. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but um, but I suppose that's been zero days, and also. I think the deficiencies in signature technology has been the biggest thing we've found internally that we haven't really spoken about. And that's um, when I am playing a lot of traffic through IPS, how do they respond? And um, I'll give you a couple of examples. You would normally think that across four IPS, um, playing a significant data set through them, that they would almost always chime at the same time. As in, you know, if one IPS 1 detects it, 2 and 3 and 4 will detect it as well. And um, that's almost never the case. In fact, correlation is very difficult once you've got four IPS in play. The other thing that we found is when you replay traffic, the same traffic multiple times through the same IPS, there's a large degree of variance in when they do and don't trigger. So, here. So I, I guess what you're saying is IPS is a kind of crap, right? I, I, look, I don't. Certainly, I want to. Um, yeah, it's a homage to the past, I suppose. Um, I'm not saying it's crap. I'm saying it's the best we've got right now, and it's the best we've got when you com- combine prevention real time and trying to stop things um, straight away um, and I think it's the best we'll do for a period of time. Now hang on just because uh, we've got to wrap this up because we're running out of time but the um, the whole idea of this public beta I mean people can sign up are you offering sort of free uh, you know analysis at the moment for, for people like while you're getting because I understand you're going to launch around Christmas time uh, but is at the moment if there's someone out there with a whole bunch of packet captures they want to analyse can they just get in touch with you guys and then Run, run it through your system? Well, firstly, for all the beta users, we've got about six public data sets that you can get on and analyse. And these include some um, some um, sets from DARPA, etc., that extend past three months. We've also got a full packet capture from a web server we've had in the cloud for the last six months, which is around about the 600 gig mark in size. Um, so any beta user can play around with those data sets. 
with trial customers, um, as soon as we've got the billing module sorted out, um, which, which will be closer towards Christmas, uh, we'll start bringing on customer data sets um, where they either send us a disk, uh, they upload to us, or they copy, we copy out of their S3 bucket. So we're not far away, um, and I, I expect Christmas we'll be able to take on um, paid-for data sets, yeah. So for now, being a beta user is all about looking at other people's data sets and just having a bit of a fiddle. Yeah, and I suppose trying to explore some of our ideas of full fidelity, you know, no loss of data if I zoom out to one year into one minute, um, and seeing how these um, IPS um, produce indicators and warnings and how they correlate. And we're really interested in feedback. What we want to know is that it's solving questions that you've always had but they've never been able to answer. And that's really what we're trying to do in pioneering this um, you know, full packet capture analysis. Michael Baker, thank you very much for not only for sponsoring uh, our coverage of the Breakpoint Security Conference, but uh, for that chat as well. It's very interesting stuff. Uh, thanks, Patrick. It's been awesome. Thank you.